is it too early because you don't have a roster for opening day to talk about goal setting? And I'm specifically wondering about uh, goal differential. You shaved it down last year. Do you have, is there a goal in mind for this year already? Yeah, it's not too early to start talking about it. Um, my initial meeting with the players, which was Friday, not Thursday night, uh, we brought that up. And last year, I think we shaved 43 goals off of, uh, off of our difference. And the task ahead of us is that we need to do that again. And when I say 43, that was from 14-15, obviously, last year. We have to do that and repeat it again to be a, uh, a playoff contender. And that's a, that's a pretty big task that's in front of us. It's a responsibility that we all have to assume coaches, goaltenders, D and forwards. Um, it can come in different ways. It could come uh, by defending better. It can come by, through better offense. Uh, but I think that, that we have to do that all over again. And the, the initial shave off, if you will, for lack of a better term, is usually the easiest. The toughest is the, the last little bit. And uh, it'll be a goal of ours throughout the year. They're all going to be mixed up. Yeah, they're going to be all mixed up and different. Uh, so it's not Team A going one place and Team B. They're going to be mixed up a little bit, and uh, and uh, they'll go from there. Given that uh, you don't have uh, Connor, Leon, and Ryan, uh, how difficult is it to maybe assess the wingers, given that you maybe you've got some guys playing in the middle like Hendricks and potentially for Steve that don't play a lot of it? Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but I think it gives us an opportunity to see if there's a, um, a third-line center in that mix uh, right now by playing different guys in there. Um, obviously, when, um, when those three get back, they'll assume their positions. Uh, we still have to decide, are we going three centers or are we going two and moving somebody to the wing? And that can vary throughout the season. Uh, but we're only three days into training camp. We've got to give, uh, give some players some time to... Uh, to adapt to some new surroundings, to reacquaint uh, themselves with systems and and uh, structure, and that'll happen in the exhibition season. Um, I think our group's ready to play now, and uh, now we can uh, we can get our true sense of evaluation by looking at video and watching the games over and over. You have two players here on PTOs. Uh, Versteeg, I just get, I'd like to get a comment on you know his chances and the fact that he's been flexible in his career. He's just, just saying he's played about 45% of his career on the left. 45 on the right and 10% down the middle. Does mm -hmm. that sort of flexibility provide you with options and maybe increase the probability that he ends up getting a contract? Well, he's not a, he's not a one-tool player when it comes to position, and I think that's a valuable thing. If you have the ability to, uh, to move and you're comfortable doing it and willing to do it uh, on whatever line, it certainly enhances your, your chances. And, and um, Versteeg has been a, a veteran player of many years. He's won Stanley Cups. He's been on some real good teams. He's been on some developing teams. And he tends to have an impact wherever he goes. So that's a real positive thing for us to have him here. Um, we've got, again, we've got to give him a little bit of time to find his game. He was over in Europe and then back and not on the ice uh, uh, every day. But um, we think that he can challenge for a spot. Does he have to reaffirm what you guys already thought about him? Or do you, does he have to prove he can still play? Well, I, as you get further on into your career, you have to find a way to continue to play. And uh, I don't think you have to reinvent yourself, but you have to understand situations. You have to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. And you have to find a way to, uh, to leave a mark on the game every night. And, and veteran players, uh, the smart ones that last a long time, they can do that. And we think he's one of those players. So um, reestablish his own individual game, find it within the team environment, have a good training camp, and then force us to make decisions is, is a perfect world for him. What have been your first impressions of Adam Larson? 
Uh, I, I like him as a, as a person. He's attentive. He asks some real good questions. Uh, seems to have a presence about him in and around the locker room. Um, I think he understands some of our language. Um, in certain situations, Matt Shaw, who we had in San Jose for a lot of years, was in, in New Jersey with him. And uh, I can tell that he's, at, he's told me a few times, that's the way we did this, that's the way we did that. So that's a good thing. Uh, very calm on the ice, doesn't seem to have a, a jittery element to him where he panics or anything like that. Um, strong defender. Uh, but again, that's only uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday viewing for me with the group. So it's going to take a little more time. He doesn't have any problems with the fact that he got traded for Taylor Hall. He says it's two totally different players. But do you think there's going to be a spotlight on him because he got traded for a very popular player? Well, I don't think he should have uh, any worries at all. Like we're talking about forward and D-man. We're talking about um, you know a dynamic offensive guy, more a shutdown, stay at home, uh, steady, big minute guy on the back end. To me, that's apples and oranges. Um, so I don't know how you can compare the two fairly, both to Taylor and to to uh, to Adam. Uh, you know, and people will watch, and then they'll make their own. You know, every night they go home, they're going to be their own general manager. Yeah, I would have made that, or no, I wouldn't have. Uh, but that's the, just the, the way the business goes. Um, we know we had to, to get better on the blue line. We still believe we have a lot of work to do there, uh, but we think we're one player or even two players stronger because of Clef's return to health. Slepyshev was really good in camp last year and then used to play a bunch of games and he tailed off. Are you noticing any different? You still consider him as NHL ability yep. and size. He's still, um, he's an NHL prospect. He looks more confident and understands the language better, uh, understands the coaching staff, knows his teammates. That alone makes a player feel much better coming to camp. Um, so we expect him to really push hard this year. Where it ends up is entirely up to him. Um, I thought today he did a lot of good things on the ice, uh, more by himself, good rushes and good one-on-one -on -one play. Um, that will evolve into team play as well, and, and hopefully we have a, a real good player there. What happened to him? Or is it just as easy to say preseason is one well, the game changes, um, and it doesn't just go on, you know, in game one. By the time you hit game ten, it's the real NHL. It's it's flying and it's it's hard. And the veterans have settled in. They they get their their legs and their timing back. Uh, the rhythm of the games keep going, and it becomes a real test for young players that haven't played here before. And um, well, that's that's one of the things. And then uh, as depth comes into play and and injuries begin to happen. Leon came up last year and was tremendous. So all of a sudden, somebody else gets pushed out. And um, you know that was last year. We're, we're concerned about what he does this year. We're giving him a fresh start, and we believe he can do it. This is a much bigger forward group than what you started with one year ago. How necessary were those moves to bring in bigger personnel? Well, size is great as long as it can get around the rink. And I think Patrick Maroon's a, a prime example. He understands how fast the game is. Um, he's still a big man. He's still got a tenacity to him. He's still physically tough, but he's a little bit lighter now because he understands he needs pace. Uh, the fast teams, the quick teams, uh, the tenacious teams are the ones that are winning. Um, size certainly helps that, but the, the speed element still has to be number one. The size will help uh, wear other teams down. Lucic, Darnell's a bigger player. Um, Larson's a big player himself. Uh, Maroon. A lot of these players weren't around um, at the beginning of last year. And it certainly gives us um, an element to protect pucks a little bit more, to wear other teams out if we're using it properly. Does the league always change and evolve, though? Pittsburgh won the Cup fast. He 
conference, the bigger teams tend to do well, apart from, say, Chicago, which is kind of a hybrid. I think it does change. Um, it goes from year to year. L.A., big, strong, heavy. Uh, wins a cup and and a lot of organizations want to copy that and then the next year speedy team wins um, I really believe the good teams uh, Have an identity they scout they draft towards it and they're not chasing it uh, year after year because it come becomes mass confusion that way